Welcome to TV7 Israel's podcast. We invite you to listen and share our latest content from Israel and the region. Pray for everyone that we could all feel joy. And I am peace. asking for prayer for my family. I would like family. to ask prayer for the unity between different congregations. Please pray with me uh, for my uh, nation. We pray for successful operations. Pray it will be a safe journey. We pray for their well-being. We pray that you will unite us, unite us to be good brothers. You have given victory, Lord. Thank you for leading and guiding us. Shalom and welcome to Jerusalem Praise. I'm Yeo Pinto, and together with me, as always, is my co-host, Monica Yaguri. How are you doing, Monica? Doing wonderful. Thank God. How are you? I'm great. I'm enjoying the weather. I love the summer, so it's a really good time to be in Jerusalem. Yes, it is. And uh, also with us is Pastor Mike Moss, all the way across down the road from King of Kings, same road as us. How are you doing? Good. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. It's really great to have you here, and we have a very interesting, you know, topic to discuss. Yeah. I'm really excited about it, because I'm also part of it, part of the, you know, people receiving from your initiative. So I'd like to ask Monica to, you know, start with a prayer that God will join us and uh, join our people back at home. Thank you, Abba Father. Uh, we thank you for this opportunity to come before you and, and uh, look to you and, and we want to worship you and put you first uh, above all and... Uh, say that we love you and uh, we're here for you, Lord, and we just ask you to lead us and guide us and help us today. We thank you for your grace that is new every morning, Lord, and it will also last till the evening, Lord, and just pray that you would unite us by your Holy Spirit here in the studio and, and with the viewers at home, Father, and we just pray that your will and your plan will be done as in heaven, so on earth, in Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, today's topic is righteous men of God, Okay. In, last, in the last show, we had uh, moms in prayer. So we believe that, you know, the family is very important to God. He kept calling the church his family. He's the father of the, of the church, of the believers. And we want today to focus about uh, an important pillar of the family, which is the men. Okay, so that's what we'll uh, discuss today. I would like to read uh, a Bible verse and then I'll go and uh, introduce you. We'll talk a little bit about who you are. Like, so uh, please join me in First Timothy uh, chapter three, verse five, uh, one to five. Whoever aspires to be an overseer desires a noble task. Now the overseer is to be above reproach, faithful to his wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not giving to drunkenness, not violent but gentle, not a corruslum, not a lover of money. He must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him. And he must do so in a manner worthy of full respect. If anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? So I think this, these are you know, good standards for us to you know, hope to reach as, as men in, in, in families. So maybe we start by where you're from. How did you get to Israel? That's a good question. I'm, I'm uh, actually American, came to Israel, we say, 26 years ago mm-hmm. with a seven-year break. So we were here for 13 years. 
went back to the States uh, for seven. We've been back now for six. And uh, I'm pastoring at one of the, it's a larger international church here in uh, Jerusalem, King of Kings Community Jerusalem, mm -hmm. one of the pastors on staff. Okay, great. So did you miss Israel? Was it uh, hard to we, be away? We, we missed Israel so much. We actually thought maybe there was something the matter with us because <laughs> we, we were in beautiful Colorado in America and we had a great community around us and uh, we lived right next to the mountains. And uh, you would think all of those things would make you just say, yes, this is wonderful. But we missed Israel so much. We missed our family here and our ministry. And yeah, so. Well, it's great to, to have you back here. Thank you. So maybe you can introduce um, the, the initiative. It's a two-minute uh, Monday. M Men's Monday Minute. Men's Monday Minute. Okay. So the... the what, how did it start? What, what it started in my heart because I was working with men. And two different things are happening. Men, most of the time, are uncomfortable in the role that God's given to us as leaders. Mm-hmm as uh, the authority over our homes, over our children, uh, leaders in the community. And most of us go, oh, thank you, but I don't really want to do that. The other problem that happens is men are so busy with their work and with uh, their activities and their responsibilities that they rarely have time to engage with the Lord in how do I become a better man? Mm -hmm. and and finding resources that would give them just that one up to grow in their own relationship with the Lord and, and grow as a man, uh, a leader, a man of God. So I thought, what if instead of trying to bring men to the resources, you bring the resources to the men? Okay. And just leverage the technology that we have. And so I created a WhatsApp group. Mm-hmm. I, the first time around, just included a few guys that I knew comfortably, and we began to once every week send them an article or a podcast or a video or a, a scripture, a quote, reminding us who we are as men and encouraging, inspiring, challenging men to be men mm -hmm. because the culture around us is constantly taking that away from us in big ways and in small ways. And so I just wanted to give to men something that would make them strong. Yes, I'm a man. God's called me into this role. I can do it. I have what it takes. And uh, encourage them once each week so they just open their phone, open their computer, <laughs> wherever they get their WhatsApp, <laughs> and, and be able to read a quick article or a, a watch a podcast, a, a video or a podcast, mm -hmm. and grow. Yes. And spend less than 30 minutes each week just kind of investing in that part of who they are. You know, one of the podcasts you said, because I'm also on this WhatsApp group, so one of the podcasts you said that um, that I liked and hit me was the, the one about the, the basketball coach. Yes. The, the Hall of Famer basketball yeah, coach. Yeah, so Yeah. And it was really encouraging because his whole mentality was small things that you do, you need to do them like the best, to the best of your ability. And yeah. that will make a whole difference about your life, about, you know, 
your career, your family, everything. So he's, he's a basketball coach. So yeah. he started every season by teaching his um, players how to tie their shoes. And <laughs> talked about it for like half an hour, how important that is. And I like that. So small steps really make a difference. And, you know, God told us as believers that we need to, you know, everything that we do, do to the best of our ability because yeah. we represent uh, him. So anyway, that was really a funny <laughs> point I really liked. Yeah. Yeah, and so we, we started getting feedback from other men from that first batch of guys. And I realized, yes, men really do want to be encouraged. So we added lots more men. Now we're sending out the WhatsApp to almost 200 men, mostly in Israel, but some around the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, we get feedback every week that this is speaking to their lives and giving them the ability to uh, be the leaders of their homes leaders in their community, to be better husbands and fathers. All of those things that we, I think most men want them, they just don't know exactly how to make it mm -hmm. happen all the time. So it's actually also like tools, practical tools. Yeah. And the, and the goal of this is to um, also, you know, we know that, as I said about families, so we want the, the families of the people who believe in Jesus to be a role model to other families who are not believers, and sadly, this is not not the case True. these days. As divorce rates in the Christian world is, are really high, almost the same as yeah. as not in the Christian world. I don't have the statistics, but uh, maybe you have some information. Yeah, the, the divorce rate is actually a little bit lower. Um, I know for sure in the United States, it's a little bit lower. But what we are seeing is that there are many people that are staying in marriages in an unhappy way. I'm so sorry I keep hitting that mic. They're, they're in an unhappy marriage, so they're staying married, but they're not doing it well. So we just want to empower men to learn how to love their wives better, learn how to love their children as they love God, and um, be able to strengthen the family. Because we, we believe if you have a strong man who's mm -hmm. strong and confident in his relationship with the Lord, He's going to be strong as a, a leader in his family, and the family is going to be happy. And if the family's happy, the church is happy, the community is happy. And if the church is happy, then it brings health to the whole community, mm -hmm. uh, to all the unbelieving around us. Mm -hmm. It starts with the man. Yeah. Well, we've been talking a lot about men, but uh, Monica, maybe you have a, a question from our female viewers back at home regarding what's What's their role in this? Uh... Well, uh, I'm sure that after the show, there will be more questions <laughs> from our female viewers. But uh, I just hope and pray also that uh, this will draw more men mm -hmm. to view. And then and the topic of prayer would also become more of an interest for men. And then God would raise up more men to pray. And uh, yeah. But we, we have some good examples from the Bible. Uh, for example, uh, most people know that uh, King David that God, it, it, it has been explicitly said that uh, he was a man after God's heart. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when Israel got their first king, King Saul, and then um, I just was reading it through, and I just noticed something there that I hadn't noticed before, that uh, how it happened that Saul got removed was that um, he disobeyed God's voice or the commandments mm -hmm. or that he feared the people more. You can read it at home in First uh, Samuel 15 uh, and uh, his uh, surrounding chapters. Uh, feared the people more, and uh, uh, then, then God, instead of following God's voice, and, and then God chose himself a new person, they said that David was a man after God's heart. And we do know that he wasn't perfect either, but, right. Definitely. but uh, there was something different about him. And 
And also what I noticed about King Saul was that uh, uh, Prophet Samuel came to him and told him that uh, like when, when you were small in your own ears or in your own mind, God made you mm-hmm. a king or a ruler over mm-hmm. people. But then just before that, mm-hmm. uh, David, uh, uh, King Saul had uh, disobeyed God and uh, not uh, followed all the things that God had told him. He also, what I hadn't noticed before, he had gone somewhere and uh, made himself a statue put up a statue somewhere there. It's just somehow just, it had totally, <laughs> I missed that before. But, mm-hmm. And then there's the scripture that when you were small in your mind, you know, uh, so some of these things that God values and, and what, what we should uh, think and uh, yeah. think and believe yeah. about ourselves. So I don't know what uh, what kind of thoughts does that bring to you? I think for for me, the, the, the reality that God chose both mm-hmm. Saul and David, mm-hmm. and both of them have a different ending story, but the the difference was that David was a man who continued to fail like we all fail Mm -hmm. as men, but he continued to come back to God and throw that failure at at God's feet and apologize and ask for forgiveness. And as men, that's a hard thing to do. That doesn't come naturally. Mm -hmm. And um, part of growing as a man is learning how to do that that very thing right there where you say to God, I blew it. You say to your wife, mm-hmm. I blew it. Mm-hmm. Say to your kids, I can do better. Mm-hmm. And and you're vulnerable as a man. And in that, you build relationship, you build strength, you mm-hmm. lead by being vulnerable. But it doesn't... That doesn't, doesn't sound uh, natural also when you say it now. It's very hard, I guess, because what, you know, I don't know, I learned also in the army and stuff like that is if you're a leader, you should never project weakness or never project project mistakes or admit them. And this is not the biblical way. I think way. there's a difference between showing a weakness and admitting you failed. You failed. Yeah, because everybody looking around is going, yep, you failed. <laughs> And you're going, no, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. it, it tears down trust. It takes mm-hmm. away trust. Mm-hmm. But if ever, like everybody knew David's sin, the whole community. Yes. It's a- and and uh, he was willing to mm-hmm. say to God first, I sinned. And then in front of the community, I sinned. Mm-hmm. And it builds trust. And they're, okay, he's a man. He, he can lead. We trust him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also in the New Testament, uh, Paul, Apostle Paul, talks about uh, um, that uh, God's grace becomes perfect in weakness. Yeah. So uh, also, and then he said, therefore, I, I, I would rather glory in my weaknesses and then my my, my uh, infirmities or something, than, uh, because then mm-hmm. God's glory can become perfect and, yeah. and his strength can prevail yeah. and shine. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I think it, it also uh, requires an... Uh, seeing that our weaknesses are okay sometimes to admitting yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. And, I, I, and this is when we need God the most. <laughs> definitely. And I think that God likes to use people that are not perfect and that are very sinners yeah. in order to perform, you know, great miracles and great achievements because then there's no mistake that God yes. is the one behind this, this, good. this yes. good stuff and not this person because this person is no. not the smartest, not the, you know... Right. <laughs> It's really true, and uh, in a lot of ways, that's probably how most men feel. You know, I talk to men all the time, and and I say, you're the, the leader of your home, and most men back away from that. Yeah. Because they know that they're, they're mistakes. They know they're, they're weak in different areas, 
And we, as men, we come into that role and we go, yeah, but my wife's smarter. She's more spiritual. Mm -hmm. She can do things faster than me. And we feel already second class compared to our wives, but we're supposed to lead the family. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. And yet it's a role that God has said. It's his, it's his positioning. Not that, men, that the men are better than their wives, mm -hmm. but they're the ones that have the responsibility before God for their families, for the leadership of their home and the spiritual climate of their home. And, um, it, and it's hard for us as men to say, I'll do that. <laughs> I'll lead my family. <laughs> it doesn't come naturally. Yeah, maybe you have a um, like a Bible verse that's like to encourage our viewers, and then you could lead us in prayer that uh, you know men will take their role as God, you know, commanded them yeah. to, to yeah. do in leading the families. I, I love this verse, and I use it with guys all the time. Paul mm -hmm. is talking to the Corinthians in First Corinthians, and he says, uh, "Be on alert, stand firm in the faith, be men of courage, be strong," and other. Uh, versions it says act like men um, he's reminding men to act like men you know like you you have a role to play now play it and be strong in the faith and I believe that when men do that God steps in you know we as as men were incomplete as human beings were incomplete but as soon as we step in and say okay I'm going to trust the Lord for the rest he gives us the rest to be able to do that to, to stand strong and to act like men. So I'll pray. God, I thank you that uh, you have called us as men to be leaders in our homes, to be leaders in our communities, to set the spiritual climate, to um, embrace and empower our wives, to embrace and empower our children. If we're married and have children, we, we recognize, God, that that's a role that comes from you. Uh, many of us are scared to take that role. We feel in, incompetent or unconfident. And so we're asking God that for the men that are listening today and, and the men of the wives that are listening today, God, I pray that you would strengthen them, that you would in, empower their spirits to engage with you as their God. Find the strength and the resources that they need from you. First, that they would be uh, as the scripture says, they would act like men. They would be uh, strong in the faith. They would be men of courage, um, not to be lords and gods somehow, but to be that pillar of strength that God can be seen in and worked through for our communities, for our families, for our churches. God, we ask that you would empower your men where the world is wanting to take away that role and replace it with anybody else but the man. God, we ask that you would empower these men to be confident, not to listen to those voices of the world, but to be able to hear that still small voice of you speaking in their hearts to stand up and to act like men, to be those men that you've called them to be and empowered them to be. Amen. 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 So what... Um what are the, the practical tools that you, that you provide, the, that you will have maybe for our viewers to... Well, if, if they want to join the WhatsApp group, mm -hmm. they can contact you, I'm sure. Definitely. Uh, on, on, uh, leave a comment on our YouTube or send us an email 
or contact us through our website, uh, tv7israelnews.com, and definitely I'll connect them. Okay, uh, so they, they would just, I would need their phone number, uh-huh. and I'll add them to that WhatsApp group. It goes out once every week on Mondays, mm-hmm. and we try to rotate it so that it isn't always about parenting, uh, but sometimes we do parenting boys. Sometimes we do parenting girls, mm-hmm. all of your girls. Yes. Sometimes we do how to be a good husband. Sometimes, and a lot of times, we just talk about what it looks like to be a man. Because mm-hmm. it's not just for married men. No. There's an uh, emphasis also for all for ages young, and young. We have several teenage boys that are on our list. Mm-hmm. And just to remind them, uh, to, to help them to learn who God's created them to be as men. Mm-hmm. It's pretty simple. Okay. You have any more? Right, but uh, as as women, then uh, what are um, how can women help you to be men uh, according to God's That's heart? Such and a then, good question. Uh, yeah, or are they doing something like even one point? Are they doing something you think like what's the main thing they they could help you with that mm-hmm. they are, perhaps that they are doing wrong and and they don't understand that they are doing something wrong? Yeah. Or uh, what's the best way to help? men to be men and it's, uh, it's take the role. It's a good question, and uh, I'm going to try to do it in an easy way because there's a hard answer. Sure. It's <laughs> a strong, long answer. But I would say simply that women have, especially wives, moms of teenage boys, wives who are married to men, you have the greatest position of empowering your husband or empowering your son more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. What you say, how you act, facial expressions, body language, either puts wind into your husband's sails, into mm-hmm. your son's sails, mm-hmm. or it takes it away. You mm-hmm. alone. And um, most women don't really understand the power that they have. And most men can tell you that that exists, but they don't really understand it until somehow they're hurt on the inside or they feel a rejection or they feel the condemnation, like just the look from the wife makes them shrivel on the inside. Mm -hmm. They know, they can tell you that it exists. But if a woman is, I think the very first thing that women need to do, and it sounds so cliche, but wives, pray for your husbands, Mm -hmm. uh, pray for your sons, pray that God will give them all the things that we were just saying. First, God will do the work in their hearts. You don't need to be their Holy Spirit. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Amen. Um, and, and that's where, where a lot of women get stuck, like, I'm going to help him. Yeah. I'm going to, he needs to, sh- I need to show him where he's messing up. And mm-hmm. and he, most men already know where they're messing up. They don't really need somebody else to tell them, mm-hmm. especially their wives or their moms. So they, they just need um, that affirmation. We always say that men need to know that their wives respect them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's deep. We could go deep there. But if I know my wife respects me, I can conquer the world. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, that's exactly a good uh, yeah. feeling that uh, I, I experience if my wife is like behind me on something, so I can do yeah, whatever I, can I do want. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, Thank you. <laughs> well, um, I think that's uh, conclude the first part of the show so thank you very uh, much and now we're gonna go to the so short <laughs> yeah always is but uh, monica maybe you could uh, read we have received an interesting comment um regarding the show we had with kim and marcia from karen so maybe you can read that uh yes so uh, it was mentioned on that show that they uh, god has called them to 
rise up, rise up really early and pray early morning, mm -hmm. early morning hours at different uh, stages at different times in their lives. So Karen is uh, saying shalom. Dear Yair Pinto and Monica, um, I hear from India. I want to share my testimony with you. Uh, last time program with Kim and Marsha Brunson uh, shared uh, how the Holy Spirit led them to pray in the early morning. I also felt it is good to pray in the morning, but I didn't start. Again, God showed me uh, the scripture in Lamentations 2.19. Arise, cry out in the night as the watches of the night begin. Then I felt God speaking to me and uh, uh, from then on, I'm praying in the early morning from 4 a.m. to 5 a.m. to pray for other people, for Israel, servants of God, rulers of the countries, persecuted brothers and sisters, and also others, And as the Spirit of God uh, spoke to me. So thank you, TV7, and God bless you. So praise yeah, God. It's really that. nice, yeah, and, and I really love it when uh, you guys back at home send us your, your you know, I know, testimonies, and we love to share it here because it's really encouraging, and we know that prayer works because God listens and he wants to listen to his, uh, to his children, to us. So please share us the good stuff that, that God is answering. And also, if you have prayer requests, send, it, send them here and we'll pray for you here and pray for each other because that's the, the meaning of all this uh, program. So we have received one prayer request uh, from uh, Steve. And uh, he said... We would appreciate it deeply if anyone could pray for our 12-year-old daughter, Candice. She is very sick. We feel between a rock and a hard place. But we have faith in God and the power of prayers. We ask for prayers because with God, everything is possible. Praise God for praying for everyone every day. God bless you all. So I think... Um, there is a Bible verse that... Uh, yeah, I'm not going to read it because it's too long, but uh, just it came to mind because this, uh, they said it's 12-year-old. Mm -hmm. So the, mm -hmm. the story of Talitha Kumi, the girl that Jesus, uh, 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 the ruler of the synagogue uh, called Jairus, so he's your namesake, <laughs> by name came to Jesus and, and uh, said that their daughter is very sick, almost dying. And, and so Jesus was going to go with him, but then some, something else happened on the road, and so uh, it looked like he was late, and somebody came and said, she's already dead, but mm -hmm. Jesus went anyway, and so I will skip to the end of it, uh, and uh, so verse 40, so when Jesus came, uh, he put everybody else outside, only took the father and the mother of the child, and those who were with him, and entered where the child was lying, and he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talitha Kumi, which is translated little girl, I say to you, arise. Mm -hmm. So immediately the girl rose, and walked, for she was 12 years of age. And they were all overcome with great amazement. So uh, maybe you or somebody wants to pray for her. Definitely. I'll, I'll, I'll pray for Candice. We know God can perform miracles. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. Our Father in heaven, we pray, we pray for complete healing on Candice. You have a the ability and the will to do it. And we believe that you want her well, to experience life of a 12-year-old. And we pray for the family, for health, for strength, for all the family. Bless them in the name of Yeshua. B'Shem Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. 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 Well, Pastor Mike, thank you so much for thank today. You. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Monica. Thank you, here. And thank you back at home. Please pray. And join us next time for another episode of Jerusalem Praise. 
Thank you for joining us in another TV7 Israel podcast. For more content, visit our website at tv7israelnews.com or follow us on social media.